Hey there, BFFs. This is episode 15 of the Life Coach BFF podcast with Susan and Heather. Today we're talking marriage and what it takes to make one work. We revisit one of the three S's today, so use your earbuds or put in a video for your tiny LPs. Did I just show my age there? Well, anyway, we are ready to dive in, so let's giddy up. Happy Wednesday. (laughs) Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Are you having a happy one so far? I mean, it's just morning, but is it good so far? It's it's been eventful. <laughs> it's been eventful so far. We have dropped the truck off and gotten groceries and had to come to Jesus meeting. And um, yeah, anyway, yeah, so <laughs> it's been an eventful morning already. And is on his way. So that, that should add some interest too. I'm sorry. Yeah. My Terminix. Trent technician just texted me and said he's on his way (laughs) oh okay okay just make sure you have your clothes on so it's not a repeat of the UPS (laughs) (laughs) years ago when we were really young and that commercial would come on television and it was Jerry Clower and he would go are you naked remember that (laughs) Yeah. And he would talk about all those people like Mardell and who, who, who was that family that he would always refer to that was so funny? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Marcel. Marcel. That yeah, Marcel was it. and, um, was there a Louise maybe? I can't remember, but I just thought that was the funniest commercial. And then when I got to Mississippi state, his daughters, you know, he's from Mississippi he uh-huh. had a daughter there that was a DG. And so the DGs built this big house and the story behind it was that he funded the house. And then they had this enormous anchor out in front of their house. It's still and, there. Okay. It's well, enormous. <laughs> the rumor is that he paid uh-huh. for that. Wow. So I wish they'd just put a big sign. Now, oh, I guess that would be inappropriate. Are you naked in front of a sorority house? That might be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but it sure would that be. That would just reinforce those stereotypes. That's true. We wouldn't <laughs> of, want to do of that. Soror- of, our, of us sorority girls. We would not want to do that, would we? Mm-mm. We don't want anybody to know how much fun we have. No, that was a fun time. Okay, so let's, we we're going to talk about marriage because you just had a big anniversary and I just had a big anniversary. Mm-hmm. So tell us about had, your big anniversary. Uh, well, we celebrated 30 years, Woo! which is so crazy. <laughs> it just seems like it's flown by. And um, I'm so glad that we went, we took a 30th anniversary trip um, at the end of last summer. I'm glad we went ahead and did it early since we wouldn't have been going anywhere this summer. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was, um, it was fun. I think we went out to eat on our actual anniversary. I think it was the first time we'd been out. Um, you know, the first, the first dining out experience. Right. Um, And that was like May 19th. So that was, that was almost a month ago now. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So, well, 30 more years. 
30 more years, sissy. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. What if I'll be 87 then? <laughs> make it 30, 30 more years. There was a couple on the Memphis News a couple of nights ago, and they were celebrating their 74th anniversary, and they Ooh. looked fabulous. They were sitting in their front yard, and neighbors and family were having a parade, but I mean, they looked great. I, they must yeah. have got married when they were two because they just, it didn't look possible. Wow. Wow. You know, my dad looks pretty good. I mean, he and Carolyn, he and, um, he and Carolyn were like that. Yeah. They were, you know, in their late eighties and just, you know, going and doing, making my social schedule look pitiful. <laughs> All the things that they had going on. It's not hard to make mine look pitiful right now. Uh, yeah, me, me neither, me neither. <laughs> not a well, Tell us about, tell, you had a big one. A big, well, the 25th, big 25th, it was great. And we had a big trip planned, which we are not going to be able to go on. We had planned to go up the East Coast and go to Martha's Vineyard. And I don't know, I just, we. That we sounds fabulous. I know, it sounds, I mean, I just. So we're just going to have to put that off, but we'll do it yeah. at some point. Yeah, maybe next summer. Yeah, maybe next summer or next fall. I, we mm -hmm. really planned on going this fall, but I just, I don't think that's going to happen. Early, yeah. like as soon as, not fall, but as soon as school started back. So yeah, it would, you know, be easier to wrangle the LPs, the younger L, little preciouses, three and four, if they're occupied. Yeah from eight to three yes it's easier yes. whoever stays with them so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we don't even know that that's gonna happen now <laughs> with school <laughs> oh, no. a little bit of, just a wee bit of uncertainty yes just a wee bit yeah yes. i got an email yesterday from the church that said that two staff members have now tested positive for covid so they've canceled some different activity, even outside activities for the kids with social distancing canceled. Oh, wow. And one of the staff members is in the hospital. Oh, dear. So I just, I don't know what to think about all this. But anyway, on a happier note, talking about anniversaries, so I'm very grateful for 25 years. And it makes me laugh because Kelly Ripa was on her show the other day talking about children. And she was talking about her daughter, Lola's 19th birthday. And she said, you know, it's really true. The days are long, but the years are short. And I think the same thing applies with marriage. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have always, that's the best, that's the best quote. I mean, the best quote. I mean, it really is, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's just think there's some days that you're like, oh, my God. I mean, I can remember my grandmother telling me, you know, there are going to be days that you are going to look at your husband. I think we talked about this and think, mm -hmm. I can't believe I married this sucker. Those were her exact words. <laughs> but he's going to be thinking the same thing about you. So um, <laughs> just remember that. And so when you turn it around, you're kind of like, Yes. Oh my goodness. And it's, you know, it's to me, I think marriage gets easier every year and I don't right. really know, you know, I mean, cause every, you know, every marriage there's times when you're just like, I just want to be on the other side of the globe from you. 
<laughs> like right now, like right now, you and your underwear and the floor or like whatever it is, you know, just uh -huh. whatever it is, little things. But um, I don't know, the older, it's like the older we've gotten, we've just both kind of mellowed and I don't know, just sort of come back together in a way, I guess. Maybe it might be where the kids are at this point or it may just be time, you know. I'm yeah, not really I sure what it is. It. But I mean, don't, wouldn't you agree that men, I think it has a lot to do with testosterone levels testosterone levels and maturity <laughs> i mean even just mature so much later i think yeah i think okay. it's i think this the testosterone levels when they start dropping they yeah. just turn into nicer people <laughs> i think you're right just so much more mellow and easy to get along with you know <laughs> Right. But you know how you see these, these couples when they're a lot older and sometimes the men, you're like, wait a minute, both of y'all, you just, they start looking the same. Like people will say they look like siblings, you, you know, with your, you and your spouse can look like siblings when you've been together for so long. But then sometimes I see these men that kind of almost, I mean, they're just, they're all rounded and soft looking at age 80 or 75 and it, they're almost like feminine. I hate to say that, but you yeah, know, what I know exactly about? what, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're starting to get soft and rounded like me. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, I was listening to the radio yesterday when I was taking the two boys to their tennis lesson and the ho the they were the two co-hosts i think that they were married it sounded that way i don't i'm not a hundred percent because i i've never listened to this morning show before but anyway they they were talking about the five mistakes that people make in marriage oh do tell i need okay. to hear okay the number i'm sure i've never made any of them but i oh, just want to sure hear what other people might do right <laughs> You've heard a lot of that in counseling. So when, <laughs> when you would counsel couples, I'm sure. But so um, the first thing they said I thought was interesting, don't marry anyone that you wouldn't want to go into business with. That's a good way to think about it. Isn't oh, it? yeah, that's great. Because I yeah. think, you know, the way you handle your finances is always a huge, you know, huge stressor. Right right causes a lot of divorces yes we need to come and back if you don't divorce just a lot of conflict <laughs> <laughs> right right okay so the number one was um mistake was you expect your partner to read your mind and it reminded me of when remember that year that we just said it was mother's day and we said we are not going to expect these people to read our minds and produce the mother's day celebration that we desire and that was the year that we said we're going to start planning our own celebrations yes purchasing the things that we want for ourselves <laughs> and we're not going to wait around on anybody else to figure it out and that was the year of the mother's day extravaganza remember yes yes that's mother's yes. day ever yes yeah that's the way to get what you want <laughs> is to plan it yourself 
They, they can't read your mind. I mean, no. I laugh now at my silly self when we first got married. But our first Christmas, I squalled because of the gift that Greg got me for our first Christmas. I was expecting a nice piece of jewelry or perhaps, um, I'm not really sure, maybe, you know, maybe a really nice crystal bowl. I don't know. Those were the things that I liked back then. He got us matching mountain bikes. <laughs> now, who was that for? It was like he didn't even know me. Because <laughs> I haven't ridden a bike since I was about 12 and don't want to. Never wanted to. I mean, had never expressed to him. He was, he was trying to find us something that we could do together. But he neglected to like take into account what I might want to do. And I mean, it was it was a classic it was a classic case of him not being able to read my mind. Like he could not understand why I was so upset. And it took years, like years before, you know, I could process it even. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's yeah. so silly. I mean, I squalled. It was like the war. I thought I had married the wrong person. This is a disaster. <laughs> Six months in, he doesn't even know who I am. I mean, just, oh my goodness, drama, drama, and all capital flashing letters. So, anyway, oh but yeah, goodness. they cannot read your mind. <clears throat> no. No. Okay. Number two was blaming the other person for all the issues, every issue. I, I, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> never. I mean, I thought that perfect. So it makes sense that we would have never taken any of the blame. So. I don't know. <laughs> We've probably made one mistake before, I'm sure. Like, I feel like I can remember <laughs> one, or two. One, one time or two, maybe. <laughs> one, maybe. Or two. <laughs> one or two. Okay, <laughs> number four is not expressing gratitude to your partner on a regular basis. Um, that really is important. That is, that is, because it's so easy. It's both sides, both sides. It's so easy to, um, to neglect that. Yeah. Every time, um, my kids always, you know, after we get to an eating, they always say, you know, thanks mom or whatever. And I always say, well, you know, thank you dad for buying it for us. Right. Right. <laughs> because, yeah. It's like, yeah, I went and got barbecue and they're all like, thanks mom for bringing us food. I'm like, thank your father for working so we can afford to buy barbecue, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. But it does take some effort to go and pick up the barbecue because hey, you that's, did, well, that's this true. is the thing you didn't make it yourself, but you did make it happen. Yes. You helped. That is true. Happen. You both mm -hmm. helped make it happen. So that's true. That's true. So gotta, gotta have the gratitude. Yes. Gratitude. That's exactly. Did right. you find that was kind of strange and uncomfortable to do sometimes at first to thank 
him for working or providing yeah yeah it is a little awkward like i can remember reading something like years and years ago that said Mm -hmm. that you should thank your partner and there i mean there are a lot of women you know that are leaving the house every day at the same time to go to work Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. should thank your partner for going to work that day and i thought yes that's kind of odd because I can't imagine him turning to me and saying, thank you for getting up and showering and going to work today. But mm-hmm. I mean, we, we did go through a time. I felt like that a less busy time in our lives to where we were a lot better about that. I think lately we've gotten so busy that when we first started this conversation, I mean, my mind immediately went to, wait a minute, have I really shown gratitude lately? Because I need to step it up. Yeah. We need to step it up again. And it's, you go in their seasons, like we've talked about yes. in marriage, you have different seasons. And right now we are, have been in the season of just getting settled in. And mm-hmm. so we moved here three years ago and a friend of mine, Mitzi that, you know, was so dear. And when I first moved, she said, it's going to take you when you move to a new area, it's going to take you three years to really settle in. And I thought there is no way, but would you believe I have been here three years and I finally feel settled in. Wow. So I feel like I'm home, but yeah, that may be, that may be that y'all have moved. Right. You know, you've moved. It's taken you a while to find where yeah. you want to settle in. Right. But that, you know, that's true. I mean, it probably does because you, you just, you still feel like you're in a new place. And when you finally feel like you know how to get around. Yes. You know, it. I could see that it would take, I could see that it would take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like I'm home, which is the best feeling ever. It's just. Yes. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're settled and can relax finally. Me too. You, know, you feel comfortable in your nest because that yes. is so important. It is. It's important. Um, okay. This is going to make you laugh. So there were five things that they talked about, but they went to commercial uh-huh. right before the fifth thing. And then I had to get out of the car and go talk to the tennis pro and get the, <laughs> the tennis coordinated. <laughs> and so by the time I made it back to the car to hear the fifth thing, it was, uh-huh. over. and I don't okay. even know who these people are to look it up. So we're going to have to go with four things and Call those it are good. Those are four very good things. They're good things, but uh-huh. yeah, they're, I wish I knew the fifth one. But I do have to share this with you because we were uh-huh. talking on the phone the other day about our sneezes. Yeah, and how we both wish that we had this cute little sneeze. Yes. And last night, my original LP uh-huh. fell asleep, mm-hmm. and I all of a sudden, like about thirty minutes into his sleep cycle had the loudest sneeze ever and he woke up and he goes what was that he goes that that just scared me to death and I it was a sneeze and I thought about you and our conversation but anyway back to marriage so tell me what what you had something that you were gonna you wanted to share about marriage. Yeah. I was just thinking about those, those five things to do. And, um, I had looked up some statistics on marriage 
<clears throat> and um, you know how we always quote the divorce rate at 50%, right? You know, it's really not anymore. It has come down dramatically. It is actually equal to, it's about 30%. Oh. And it, it's, it's equal to um, the divorce rate right, right in the early 70s before no-fault divorce became a thing. Huh. But um, the, uh, the other issue with that is that the people that are marrying are much fewer in number and they're older and they're much more committed and settled to the idea of marriage. So marriage is, is at its lowest like level in, you know, forever. Like I was, I mean, I was kind of shocked because, um, like in 1950, 80% of households had a married couple. So that's four out of five households had a married couple. And now, um, it is less than half. Wow. We have more single people living alone than we've ever had. Huh. Um, because people are choosing not, not to marry. Why, and, Why do you think they are not marrying? Well, um, it's just, it's social. It's a lot of social changes because now it's not, um, it's not a big deal to live together. So there's a lot of cohabitation going on. Um, it's not a big deal to have a baby without being married. So baby mamas and baby daddies are very common. Um, and the, uh, the statistics are just like almost, I want to say, let me look if I can find that. But I, I think it's like um, about 75% of minority children and almost 50% of, um, of like um, white children are, are born like out of wedlock. Hmm. Which, um, you know, that's just been steadily going up, you know, over the years. Um, but, um, so all of the reasons why people married before, you know, are not there and people are waiting longer. Actually, the higher your education level, the more likely you are to get married. Wow. Huh. And apparently, yeah, apparently, you know, like if you're in poverty, you're very unlikely to get married. Why is that? You would think that you would want to combine your resources. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, I think, I think they probably, well, the pro part of the, I think part of the problem is that, um, the, um, they may be living together, they live together for financial reasons very often, but they don't marry because when you get ready to split up, because they, they, there's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of change, rapid, like turnover, I guess you could say with domestic partners and they don't want the expense of marrying and divorcing. 
but they do live together and it's much more likely for financial reasons. Okay. And a lot of our government programs only pay for, they help, help support children with unmarried mothers. So the entire system is incentivized not to marry. You know, because if you have a man in the home, you don't get, you know, the money doesn't, doesn't come in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, so um, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And I, you know, and, but people are marrying so much later. What age? Um, what, what's the average age? Do you know? The average age now is 30 for men and 28 for women. And um, like, Two or three decades ago, it was the average age was 25 for women and 28 for men. So it's kind of been pushed out two to three years. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you got married? I was 27. Okay. And I got married yeah. right before my 24th birthday. I was a young bride. <laughs> you were a young bride. I'll shine. You know, I felt like an old bride, but I was not <laughs> the last of my friend group to get married by any means. I'm sure not. Yeah, I think I had maybe I had six bridesmaids. One was my sister, who was ten years older, so of course she was married. But um, I think I had I had two out of the five were married, and one had just married like the year before me and the other one had only married like maybe two years before me mm-hmm. so we were all you know older older brides right. mature brides mature brides so let me Which ask is you, average now isn't that funny that is funny let me ask you this so when oh. you were practicing psychiatry if you would counsel couples did you do a lot of couple counseling was it a lot or more individual I did not I, I did much more individual mm-hmm. counseling because we had some specialists in our group who specialized in couples counseling. Okay. And so generally if, um, you know, they wanted to do couples, you know, I would, I would refer them. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you say at the time thinking back and your mm-hmm. arena, your license. So this will come up soon for you again, but what do you think the biggest complaint that individuals had about their spouse? What was the biggest, like the common theme when, when people would come in and you would go, Oh gosh, here we go again. I'm hearing this again. Um, you know, so many times they were just disconnected from each other. Mm -hmm. It was like, they just didn't care anymore. Oh, that's bad when you don't care. When you get to the point to where you don't care mm-hmm. uh, and you're indifferent, then that's not good. About yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was way more common. I mean, I had a few, I had a few clients that were dealing with, um, you know, the spouse had substance abuse or maybe there was physical, you know, verbal abuse, but most of it, by the time they got, you know, by the time they came in, it was, um, they just didn't care anymore. And it would have been a recent something. And I'm sad to say, but I was almost always right. Um, when, um, you know, it was like the state of their marriage was reflected in the state of their, um, their sex life. 
Wow. Yeah. And um, when you get to the point where there's no more sex, Mm -hmm. the hardness that has developed between the two, you know, is a, is, is pretty bad. And most of the time, if it had been like a recent, you know, like he hasn't wanted to sleep with me in three months or whatever, whatever, you know, and they would tell me, you know, just other things. And I'm like, he's, he's, he's got somebody on the side. No, he would never do that. He just says that he, he wants a divorce. I'm like, sweetheart. Your man is not going anywhere unless he has some, he got some sex and some food at another location. The man is not going to willingly leave that no matter how bad it is. He's not going to leave that unless he's got it set up somewhere else. (gasps) No, that can't be true. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Have your attorney hire a private investigator, sweetheart, because I promise you that's what's going on. So anyway, so, you know, but that, that's, that would be, that was the most common scenario was he just doesn't care anymore. I'm like, that's because he's moved his emotional eggs to another basket, sister. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's, that's usually that's usually what's going on and um a lot of times you know i think yeah i i didn't see a whole lot of um you know it's i think that it's probably much more common now to get therapy much more accepted i mean it used to be that by the time they just finally decided to come for therapy there was so there were so many hurt feelings on both sides, mm. you know, that there was, it was pretty difficult to, you know, to salvage things unless they were both really, you know, committed to forgiving and trying to, you know, find a different way to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. The stigma is no longer there. It's not, it's not. Now, if you get a divorce and you hadn't gone to therapy, you might as well have kicked the dog. I mean, people, you know what I mean? It's just the opposite. People are so judgy about it now. Right. I think it's, it's the millennials, their avocado toast and love of therapy, which is a good thing. (laughs) Both are good things. They're all good things. They're all good things. They've given us us so much. (laughs) Okay. Look, I want to come back to this marriage topic again, but I have got to tell you the funniest thing before my children get back. Okay. So we always talk about new, new people, new locations, new neighbors. This is, this is so funny. I mean, I just, I don't, I can't even tell the story without laughing because it just makes me laugh. Okay. So my, you haven't been to my house. You're coming next week for us to do this exciting interview. I can't wait wait to see the person. I know. I can't wait to be able to announce to everyone. But anyway, so I'm out walking the other night. I'm in this country rural setting. Okay. So picture this. It's a very rural setting. Houses are spaced acres apart. Walking, run into these neighbors that I've met before. And we commented, they have this beautiful camper 
I don't know what you would call it. It's not just a cover for their camper. They've built this outdoor building, but it's very, okay. very tasteful. It has a garage door on it. They've paved it. They've landscaped. Okay. It is, they're probably on 10 acres and it's kind of off to the left of their property that it's hidden behind some trees. You can barely see it, but get this, this is going to make you die because you and I have both lived like this before in an area like this before. So when you, after you pass by their house, you get to this neighborhood that's gated. Okay. Now this okay. is a new neighborhood. It's, it's within the last few years, gorgeous, gorgeous homes. These are estate homes, gorgeous. So, when I commented about their fifth wheel, that's uh -huh. where they keep their fifth wheel. And she kind of made a face and I said, Oh, we, you know, we love your building. It's so not, I mean, it's very fancy. It's very, uh -huh. very fancy. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, we've talked about getting a fifth wheel at some point and taking the kids and you know, my husband loves to fish and it just, we, I mean, we have debated and hashed this out a million times, took the truck to the fifth wheel place one time original LP was about to write the check and looked at me and said, you're not going to want to go because of the baby. This is going to sit on our property and you're not going to go. And we left with no fifth wheel. That was LP number four, right before. he. Yeah. Left. So anyway, you know, I'm telling her all these things and she goes, Oh, I thought that you were going to complain about it. And I went, <laughs> complain. No. I mean, we think it's wonderful that y'all and they're empty nesters and, Anyway, this is the gist of the whole thing. So this is the tea from Heather P. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the gist of it. So apparently some of the people from this new neighborhood, this gated neighborhood past her home, complained, took her to court and said that it brought down their property value. What? It's not even... It's not even like in their neighborhood. It's not in their neighborhood. They pass by. And when I tell you her home is beautiful, it sits way back on acreage. You can barely even notice this building. Yeah. So I was dying. I mean, you know, my husband and I looked at each other. We were rolling laughing because, you know, we just said oh. they can't tell you what to put on your property. That, that is, is your very property. true. I mean, her yeah. family has been here for a hundred years. I mean, oh, there's wow. land all around that they still own. But these new people uh -huh. that have, yes, they have, they want to tell her now how she should live. Oh my goodness. Property and what not to put. And I mean, we you got, got to stay in the city limits if you want that. <laughs> you, you cannot move out to the country and have that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's exactly I, right. Yes. I think these people moved out here and said, we are about to show them how the big city people do things and took her straight to court. Oh, that's terrible. It was pretty bad, but I knew you well, would get a chuckle out of that because it's just kind of funny that you just you cannot tell people what to put on their property that is hilarious especially considering some of the some, some of our neighbors around and about 
Because we live in a very rural area. <laughs> right. I mean, I just, I got the biggest kick out of that. And we were laughing. I said, you know what? We should decorate it for different holidays. I said, did they realize that you could decorate it? There are lots of holidays. <laughs> I mean, we could do so we many. put Christmas lights on that thing and leave it up all year. We could do so many fun things. We had a neighborhood I grew up in. We had a bail bondsman that lived like on the main street, right, like right at the entrance to the neighborhood. Uh huh. And he would put his um he would put his Christmas lights up the beginning of December, and he would leave them on. They would stay on until the fourth of July when his brother came and took them down. No lie. And it was so that people, because he was a bail bondsman, uh -huh. and it was so people could find him. And he drove my parents crazy because it was just so tacky. I mean, it was like a joke. I mean, it was so tacky. So, I mean, I just when I think I'm getting too big for my britches, uh -huh. I just remember that we had a meth lab two doors down from us. <laughs> here um in our in our little rural paradise <laughs> so I mean, we had to pay that like yeah, yeah we, we had yeah when you live here on skipper yeah we had breaking bad two doors down so. <laughs> it is fun i mean even and it cracks me up too because even my one street that i live on you know like i said the homes are so spaced out mm -hmm. but i mean we have an hoa it's just yeah you know, but that they did not this main road that this lady lives on. I mean, we're off of this main road. Uh -huh. and they don't have an HOA for that road. So um it's just kind of interesting. And that is funny. <laughs> She's on that main road. Those fancy people are taking a gander at her fifth wheel building. <laughs> they are. I mean, it is hidden. You cannot even see it. That's what makes me laugh with a nice garage door and landscapes. Wow. So, anyway, I'll keep you posted on that because if I hear anything else, we'll um we'll we'll definitely we'll have, <laughs> we'll have to get it up. No, when I, yeah, when I come when I come, I'm gonna have to go see the building. Yeah, you're gonna have to see it. And I, I wouldn't participate in decorating it, but it, it mm -hmm. would be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, you are you're good at egging people on for stuff like that. <laughs> I don't want to egg her on. I don't want to get her in trouble or anybody getting upset. But I did think it was kind of funny the idea that that it's on her property. She could do anything that she wants to with it. And yeah. and she's I mean it's very tasteful, like I said. So if I was these people, I would not egg her on. I, I would leave yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, Okay, fun. we are reading, we talked about it in our last podcast, we're reading Feels Like Falling, and you just finished it too? Yes, I love it, I love so it. We're going to discuss If anybody it. needs a fun summer book to read, that is it, Feels Like Falling. And the author is Christy Woodson Harvey. Harvey, Yes. The yes. USA um, Today pick and sold out, I believe, the first day on Amazon. It's such a great book. Wow. <laughs> it is really good. It is really good. I know. I cannot wait until the next podcast so we can discuss these characters. Yes. 
Yes. It's going to be so much fun. It is. It is. So we're going to encourage everyone to read that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Um, read it this week. (laughs) So, so we can discuss. (laughs) Okay. So the marriage tip from Susan, this is what I've taken from this whole marriage conversation. So, Uh I'm going to guess what your marriage tip would be for the week. Susan's marriage tip for the week. I think it's going to have something to do with one of the three S's. Um, yes, (laughs) yes. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, and it's not just because I'm obsessed with that. I, I did look up some statistics and this is, um, this is what people think is a secret to staying married and not getting divorced. Okay. okay. 64% thought that it was having shared interests. Okay. Which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easy when you're dating to have shared interest. And then, you know, when your kids are little, they're your shared interest. But as you move through those different stages, you really have to work at keeping shared interest so that you can do things together 61 percent said that a satisfying sex life so it's right up there with shared interest so if you know you can look at it as a specific shared interest (laughs) that's that's satisfying sex so and then the other one was just just behind that was sharing household chores oh okay which i think goes back to um that kind of goes back to being grateful, you know, for what the other partner does and expressing gratitude and, but also, you know, giving, giving your partner something to be grateful for. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do stuff. You gotta do stuff to earn the gratitude. So that's right. That's right. That's so funny. That is right. But oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that sex is the glue that holds the marriage together. Maybe we should start promoting what is it, Queen the Queen V line. Remember the Queen V line? Yes. 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 Queen v is you can purchase at Target. I I've just heard about it from a friend. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. That was, that's the stuff that's so slick if you get too much, you'll just slide right off. That's it. I think there was a back injury involved. So it might have come with a warning label. <laughs> that was the funniest story. I just love oh that my story. So oh my gosh. Queen V lubricant. Yes. I mean, there's a whole Queen V line. Queen V yeah. makes soaps. And I mean, they make all kind of fabulous products. Yeah. Products. So we'll put a Slurge. little. splurge on some of those fabulous products especially since we're trapped at home that's right the best remember when i told you i went from my walmart pickup and i had the queen bee in my walmart pickup do you remember that and i told you yes remind me what happened i just remember being embarrassed what happened (laughs) i can't remember exactly the young guy brought my pickup out and he kept and i had forgotten that i put it in my cart and he kept looking at me and smiling and loading the car and I mean he just had this silly grin on his face and then all of a sudden I saw another employee peep around the corner 
and look at him and he <laughs> looked at him and gave him the thumbs up like this is the lady that ordered all the queen bee <laughs> no no like oh. years old so it was probably the most exciting thing that had happened in a walmart pickup all day for them but oh. I, I mean i couldn't figure it out and then i got home and i started unloading everything i'm like oh it's all this queen bee because i had ordered some too like just as a fun little happy for a friend a fun little gift yeah. for a friend. i don't yeah. know not to use the term happy after my LP1's husband, when she used that term, he said, please don't ever, she said, I need to buy, get a happy for somebody. Uh -huh. And you know, he's, he's not Southern. So he didn't really understand what a happy was. And he said, please don't say that again. That sounds so inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm trying what? to say like a little gift because not everybody knows what a happy is. You're going to give somebody. What did he think it was? Well, he didn't know. She explained it to him, but he just said it sounded pretty inappropriate that you're going to give somebody a happy stuff. Anyway, enough of that. Now we're going down a whole different path. But, um, but I had bought, let's just put it this way. I had bought extra that day that I was going to share with Yes. That I thought she was going That to is so funny. I'm Perfect. just so, I'm embarrassed for you. My yeah. face is red. But it's just so funny because, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think for people that are younger people that aren't married, it's like a big deal. Right. But once you've been married for a while, it's just mm -hmm. like, it's like brushing your teeth. It's just like, you know what I mean? Well, I, maybe it's, he thought I was too old for the queen bee. Who knows? But well, he might've thought, he might've thought, he might've thought maybe there was a party coming or something. <laughs> it was such a large quantity. And he needed to see what, who in the world had ordered all this. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's what do they say? The tea. Here's the tea. You're never, uh -huh. here's the tea for the day. The tea is that you're never too old for the queen bee. Absolutely. That's the tea. That is the tea. You're never too old. You're never too old. All right. We're going to end it here. Here comes my tennis crew back in the house, <laughs> back in the casa. So have the best day and I will see you later today for our, what time is the Zoom meeting? Three. Three o'clock. I'll see you yes. three. Have a great day and I cannot wait until next week's podcast. I'm so okay. excited. We have a big surprise, a big announcement. So anyway, I'll see you at three. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. We have exciting news. Our friends and supporters at Denison Travel can't wait to help you plan your next adventure. Go to DenisonTravel.com where your journey awaits.